Good morning. It's Wednesday, May 20th. We're reading through the Bible, giving a quick overview of where we're going. And we've gotten to a brand new book today, First Chronicles, chapters 1 and 2. Now, if you know anything about the Bible, you know here we go, right? This is a lot of chapters of names. But uh, as you read these names, and I know you'll read quickly through these probably, uh, just take a minute to think about what we're reading here. Every name represents a person. <clears throat> Made me think of recently when uh, we were out shooting the Easter video. I, looking at all those headstones in the cemetery, every name, you can walk right past them, but every name represents a life and a person, and these were important people that led all the way from creation to eventually, of course, in the New Testament, all the way to Christ, but we see this through King David, and there's just a lot of names, and we'll see as it goes back and forth through several iterations, back to uh, certain tribe heads and certain territories, but just read this remembering that every name represents a life, and maybe want to stop every now and then, just stare at a name and go, okay, I wonder what that life was all about back then. And we cover a lot of ground historically and chronologically. So anyway, two chapters today of names. I get it. That's going to be a challenge. But uh, see if you can pronounce a few of them and work your way through it. And remember that they're all people. Our New Testament reading, verses 32 through 53 of John 7. So John 7, 32 through 53. This is the living water uh, dialogue, uh, monologue, the, the discussion, the discourse, that Jesus talks to these people about the fact that He is the living water, which took place during a time when the tradition of the priests was to pour out this water from the pool of Siloam. And that picture of, of, of what the priests were doing just prompted this statement, this grand statement about, hey, are you thirsty? Here's the thing that will satisfy, and that is a relationship with me that gets you right with your Creator. And though there's several trials and tribulations between here and the kingdom, you will have all that you need if you get right with me, the ultimate needs that you have before your Creator. So you see the polarizing effect of Christ also in this passage, and then you see Nicodemus show up again uh, as he kind of subtly and yet, I mean, clearly supports Christ in trying to back down his colleagues off of Christ. So it's just interesting to see Nicodemus. We saw him in chapter 3. You'll see him at the end of the uh, gospel. But right now, you see him pop into the narrative here in the middle of John 7. Our community command or community imperative, we've been calling it, comes from Philippians. We continue to move through Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, verse 2. This is going to overlap a bit with what we've dealt with already in the one another's early on. But uh, let me read it for you from Philippians chapter 4, verse 2. When he says, Paul says, he says, I entreat, I beg, I, I plead with you, Eodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, he says, I ask you, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are written in the book of life. So here is the commonality of these two women, Iodia and Syntyche, being Christians, Christian women who had a conflict. We don't know what the conflict was, but I would say learning from that, our community imperative is to, here's how I put it, work to agree with each other. There's somebody probably in your life that you need to work to agree with. They can't agree on every single preference. We're not talking about ice cream flavors or kind of pizza. We're talking about the things that matter and things that would lead to argumentation, uh, the kinds of things that just should not be debated or should be an issue of conflict within the body of Christ. So work to agree with one another, as I've often quoted through this uh, shutdown in the past, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, 
you ought to uh, work to agree, as it says there, uh, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the powerful authority there, that all of you agree there be no divisions. Think of this now in the church of Corinth and in our church. No divisions among you, but that you be, not, be united in the same mind and have the same judgment. That's so important for us to think about, particularly as we see the light at the end of the tunnel, working through this downtime, the sheltering time, and to say, I'm going to work real hard with my brothers and sisters in Christ to agree. So work to agree with one another. Work on that today. Think that through today. Seek to apply it today. And we'll be back tomorrow as we continue our reading through the Bible.